Oh, hey, what's up? Apparently we hey, are we're alive. alive. Hey, I'm just, just hanging getting out. Getting in my pocket here. Excuse me. Why didn't anyone I'm tell talking, me? I've I'm got a new piece. Dude, I was jamming out to 10 v 10 or whatever. We were who put that song on? I don't know. Yeah, there's a big debate. I think you did it. I did not do it. So who put the song on? Sounds like the shittiest song in the world. Who even cares what they're going to... Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> so apologies to everyone who had to listen to... Uh, 10 on 10. ...to the intro before uh, we started. Apology accepted. <laughs> uh, so hey, yeah, the patch. Uh, we're here to talk about video games and, and whatnot. Stuff. It's uh, Gus, Ray, Bernie. All right, I got to pull up. This is breaking news. This just handed to me. So Xbox has announced, Microsoft has announced, they're changing the DRM rules that they proposed for the Xbox One. And do you want to just read this off the paper here? Yeah, sure. Yeah, go for it. Okay, this is from Kotaku. This, this just came out. Yeah, like 15 minutes ago. If that. 38 minutes ago, according to Kotaku. All right, well, now I look foolish. <laughs> yeah. So get your news from Kotaku.com in the future. Uh, this is by Jason Shearer. This can be the biggest backtrack in gaming history. Oh, Jesus, start off with that. Uh, here's what Microsoft said. Last week at E3, the excitement, creativity, and future of our industry was on display for a global audience. For us, the future comes in the form of Xbox One, a system designed to be the best place to play games this year. And for many years to come, this is long, and I started reading the whole goddamn yeah, thing. Yeah, let's, uh, let's, let's cut to the meat. So today I am announcing the following changes to Xbox One and how you can play, share, lend, and resell your games exactly who's, as you do today on Xbox 360. Who's making this announcement? Uh, uh, Microsoft uh, President Don Matrick. Oh, okay, okay. Don Matrick. It's official. Uh, Don Matrick was actually part of a panel last week that we were going to go to but didn't with Don Matrick and George Lucas and Steven Spielberg. Basically talking about the death of the studio system. That, oh, that yeah. was interesting. We can talk about that later. It's not really gaming related. But uh, he says, uh, I'm going to tell you all about the stuff. Starting off, it says, an interconnection will not be required to play offline Xbox One games. After a one-time setup with a new Xbox One, you can play any disc-based games without ever connecting online again. So you so need to connect to the Internet once. Once. And if you want to play arcade games. There okay. is no 24-hour connection requirement, and you can take your Xbox One anywhere you want and play your games, just like on Xbox 360. Cool. Okay. Trade-in, lend, resell, gift, and rent disc-based games, just like you do today. There will be no limitations to using and sharing games. It will work just as it does today on the Xbox 360. In addition to buying a disc from retail, you can also download games. I love this. This is relevant to me. You can also download games from Xbox Live on day of release. Awesome. That's awesome. Great. If you, can choose, if you choose to download your games, you'll be able to play them offline just like you do today. Xbox One games will be playable on any Xbox One console. There will be no regional restrictions. These changes will impact some of the scenarios we have previously announced uh, for Xbox One. The sharing of games will work as it does today. You will simply share the disc. Downloaded titles cannot be shared or resold. Typical. Yeah. Yeah. Also, similar to today, playing disc-based games will require that the disc be in the tray. Okay. Right. We appreciate your passion, support, and willingness to challenge the assumptions of digital licensing and connectivity. While we believe that the majority of people will play games online and access the cloud for both games and entertainment, we will give consumers a choice of both physical and digital content. We have listened and we have heard loud and clear from your feedback that you want the best of both worlds. Signed, Don Matrick. Uh, Reddit user Dmetric35. <laughs> Are you serious? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Thank you again for your candid feedback. Our team remains committed to listening, taking feedback, and delivering a great product to you later this year. So, Microsoft has said that they are not they are not going to have a 24-hour check-in requirement. That mm-hmm. you will have to be connected to the internet the first time you run the game, but after that, well, it seems, it seems like the first time you set up the Xbox is what it sounded like, not the first time you run the game. Yeah, first time you set it up. I'm guessing. I think it's the first time you run the game because if they've already put a system in place where you can install a game to the hard drive, and it requires it to do that, then say they're changing the hard drive installation requirement, that, that you must be connected to the Internet to verify the license, then after that you're good to go. In other words, it deactivates all the previous licenses and activates yours. Hmm. Probably. Can you re- reread that sentence? Do you mind? Where, uh, where that they part? Say that? Yeah. yeah, hold on one second. Uh, 24 hour. There is no 24-hour connection requirement, and you can take your Xbox anywhere you want to play your games, just like on Xbox 360, an internet connection will not be required to play offline Xbox One games. After a one-time setup with a new Xbox One, you can play any disc-based game without ever connecting online again. So you're, I think you're that right. can be read a lot of different yeah. ways. Yeah, yeah. I, and upon re-listening to it and hearing your interpretation, I think you're right. And a new Xbox could be your friend's Xbox. One. Right, it's yeah, a new it's Xbox. For that activation. Because if they had a system in place where you could install the discs to the hard drive and then start without a disc, 
then that could be a problem where people just, like, you buy it and we all install it on our Xbox and we all have a copy yeah, that'd of... Yeah, that would be bad. You know, that was Shock the, 4. That's what people thought was going to happen the first time when you can install games. Like, oh, yeah, I'll just rent it, install it, and return it, and then I have the game. Right. But, yeah. Obviously, that's not going to work. No, because you'd have to have an internet connection, then somebody else would connect when they rent it from Redbox. Yeah, and they would kick you off. Yeah, it does make it harder to rent, though, doesn't it? No? I guess not, because no, you no, still no, have no. the disc. Yeah, yeah. You still have the disc. That's if you give license. it back, like, an, you know, yeah. not smart person. Yeah, what am I thinking? There was a... There was a <laughs> do, you, do you remember the name of the place? There was a PC rental software company in oh, Austin. Yeah, yeah, I know that place. What's it was called? Uh, Floppy Joe's. Floppy Joe's. <laughs> and Flutter. it was just like, you would rent PC games, and I mean, in college. Did that work well? No. I didn't think so. No. That was back when PC games had instruction manuals or these code wheels. Yeah. That every time you loaded up the game, you had to have the code. Yeah. And, you know, they just included, like included that in the box. With the Xbox 360, when you started up, did you have to put in... Like, did you need an internet connection? Like, when you booted it up for the first time, no. we did the setup. It wasn't okay. I don't think so. Somebody was telling me recently that they found one of their launch consoles, and it still had the blades on it. Yeah. And they could still play games and all that I missed stuff. I the blades. Someone, someone, no, you don't. See, I, I get annoyed when people say they missed the blades. Because uh-huh. someone I saw was writing an article about how terrible they thought the Xbox dashboard was. And they said, one of the things they said was, I miss how fast and efficient the blades were. I was like... You're looking at blades with rose-colored glasses. Those <laughs> blades were slow as shit. They were pretty slow. They did look cool, though. Wait, it was that. so like, slow like when, you, when you hit the Xbox Guide button. Yeah. That's when it was slow. The whole game would stop, and you'd wait for that side blade to yeah. load in. Oh, yeah, yeah. that come a little bit. I retract my statement. I don't miss the blades at all. I like what we have but now. But they look cool. Some of the orange, when you first started up, that orange was You can customize one. it, too, the colors and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, I feel like they dropped that... Color scheme, like the orange was heavy in Xbox Live with the Xbox, with the old Xbox, yeah. and the transition to the 360. Yep. Like, even our neon sign, which you can't see right now, it's, uh, yeah, has orange. a lot of orange in it, and they slowly transitioned away from that to the all-green color scheme. You know, as people kind of, like, jumped on the bandwagon of announcements for the consoles, mm-hmm. I was trying to make sure that people stayed a little bit cognizant of what has happened in previous generations. Like, if you look at the 360 announcement... Um, the original one, and the focus of the original 360, a lot of that stuff that's just that users don't care about just goes away. Yeah. I mean, obviously, there's key issues with, like, privacy and Internet connections and DRM and all that. But, like, remember the 360? Changeable face plates was a huge deal. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, I had uh, some face plates. Yeah, so were the background themes for the blades, which yep. then weren't even usable when we went to the new ones. I forgot about yeah. those. And remember, the, the, the funny thing to me is, like, a big feature of the online service was rating players after you played with them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, submitting player reviews. And what, did, did that ever do anything? Nope. Ever? No, I, yeah. Not the I only know. time I do it is when someone really pisses me off. Yeah, like, exactly. This guy. <laughs> I only give negative feedback. I'm, no, wait. I think once I gave positive feedback. Did you? I was I, like, oh, that guy's pretty good. <laughs> like, I had a good time playing with him. I always assumed everybody just went to five stars and then just stayed yeah. there. Yeah. Like, yes. if you weren't at five stars, it was bizarre, especially if you had, like, a year or two played. It's like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. And are the stars even listed now on your Xbox Live profile? I... No, gone? no, I think it's uh, Gamertag, Gamerscore, Tenure, and then, like, your Recreational Pro or your Gamer Zone. Yeah, also, what's called. that? Your Gamer Zone. I mean, no, did, no. Uh, did that even do anything either? No. Yeah, that might have been, they might have nerfed that when they uh, put out Avatars, because Avatars were a big release. Yeah. Like, midway through the 360's life cycle. Remember the, the first, I guess, Avatar, and they had, like, huge-ass heads? It was really weird. It wasn't proportionate at all. No, I don't remember that. Yeah. Like, a, like a, some there, kind there of... There was an image somewhere I saw months ago avatar. where it's, like... I guess old avatars and new avatars, you could see, like, it's all more proportionate. Well, the one thing that they didn't announce is uh, anything to do with they, they, that, that kind of retraction or change was a... Uh, I can move my laptop, Gus, because it's in your shot, apparently, <laughs> so we're going to do that. <laughs> uh, they didn't say anything about the Kinect at all in this, so right. I don't know if that means they're, gonna, they're still looking at Kinect. I think they've already said that you can disable it. Yeah, like, it needs to be plugged in and on, but you could turn all the, like, everything off. Okay. Of it. If all that right. makes any sense. Like yeah, it has to be plugged in, but yeah. essentially not can be responsive. Yeah, yeah. But. All right. I mean. <laughs> I don't know. Like forced it's, adoption, right? Yeah, it's that? still. It's just, it's just like having a camera and a microphone in your living room that you're like, okay, you better be muted and turned <laughs> off. Yeah. I'm going to trust you. Right. No, exactly. And, you know, there's a, you know, there's a lot going on right now in the non-gaming global news mm-hmm. of what the NSA is doing with spying on people. Mm-hmm. You know, all over the country through their cell phones. That's not a new thing. I don't know why people are all of a sudden like aware that you can do that. Well, it became official. Yeah. Well, we like ta- before it, you had to be, you'd have to have a warrant. This is like warrantless search. Yeah, do whatever yeah. the hell you want. We're gonna get off topic here. I guess this is but, tech uh, this related ties, news. This ties into to all of this. I mean, it's bad timing for it's bad timing. Awful all, timing. For all <laughs> yeah. of this Xbox One stuff and the Connect 
because now it's really in the forefront of people's minds. Isn't it funny, though? It is, it's, it is terrible, terrible timing that comes up just as they're doing it. And uh, it's also terrible timing that, like, PS4, PS3, they get this huge, like, swell of popular opinion public support. And then what happens? They have a huge release that comes out where they have day one autosave problems due yep. to cloud saving, which, as far as I know... Doesn't even really happen on the, the PlayStation, does it? I'm trying to save to the cloud and I can't. Like I, I have multiple PlayStations. Yeah. And there's this autosave problem on The Last of Us. People were getting like nine hours, nine hours of their progress wiped oh. because it was it, autosaving. You just keep autosaving over and over again. Yeah. And you like couldn't progress. Like nothing you, you could do. Which you is could, like, could you manually save? I don't think I don't think so. No. You can manually save in that game. Like I don't know if that yeah. was affected too. Yeah, but people didn't know that because when you go to the menu in Last of Us, it says you last auto saved less than a minute ago. Oh yeah. You know, and so I guess people would see that. And no, I was still saving like crazy the whole time. Oh, I don't right. trust auto save. It's it's. So does it have, does uh, have multiple save slots or is it just it's a got one? ten? Oh, okay. So you can go ten and then override. So I yeah. save all the time. And let me ask you: Is You're that right? Is that a yeah. function of our age that we don't? Trust I, I only save once. Okay. Yeah. Unless You'll, it's like a new playthrough or something. Yeah. You're insane. Yeah, on Fallout, <laughs> forget Fallout 3, every yeah. fucking door. Well, save, I can see something save. like that, yeah. You had, what, you have 180 save files by the time you're done? I think it was more than that. Yeah. That's uh, insane to me. Like, I have OCD, I'd be, like, pissed off and be like, that's too many saves, well, then, I gotta delete this. And then the problem I realized was, when you have that many saves, every time there's a loading screen, it increases the length of time on the loading God. screen. So it was like, on Fallout New Vegas, I was literally waiting, like, five minutes. Mm-hmm. So I'd be like... Do I really want to go through this door? <laughs> or if like I'd leave a room and be like, oh, you have to fuck, really I think about it. It's yeah. like, do I really need to go back now? I'll come back. But uh, with something like uh, Dead Rising Two, for the uh, off the record, had like three save files. And uh, with that game, it's like if you mess up, like you know, it's over. Like if you miss Survivor, it was a one-time thing. That game, I'd be like, nope, just one. I'm pretty confident. So when I inevitably fucked up, I'm like, god damn it, start over. You play the whole game. Yep. Again? I just learned that from video uh, editing on Premiere. Mm-hmm. Like, there was a, when I first started using Premiere way back, like Premiere 4.2, it would actually crash sometimes when you were saving. And then you That's just, good, well, then you, yeah, you just Great lost that save. I think literally one time we lost like a week and a half of editing. <laughs> we were saving to the same file. So now it's like, back from those days, I save as 001, 002. Sometimes on a Project Forever Blue, I'll have up to like 130 different saves. Yeah, and that, now I've finally gotten to the point in editing software where I trust autosave vaults. I don't. I don't increment my projects anymore. I trust that it's auto saving my shit. There's there's a bank of ten backup auto saving. Something like there. that. I don't trust. Yeah, we ran after in. everything I do, where it's like cut or drag, I like save, save, save. So somebody's also saying that uh, they wonder at what point will we have to explain to younger people why the save button looks like a blue square yeah. with a metal thing at the top. Like they won't understand what the hell that is because there's. I mean, stuff doesn't have floppy drives, mm-hmm. which brings back to the Xbox. Um, I, I, I almost think, like, the, the approach that they made almost wasn't a big enough commitment to digital. They kind of went halfway. Like, you could get a disc at a retail store, you put it in the tray, you installed it. If they said, this is the Xbox One, no discs. Mm-hmm. doesn't have any discs at all. You know, I remember I was amazed they put a Blu-ray player in the thing. Because, I mean, Sony's getting paid for every Xbox One console that's yeah. sold. Yeah, but people like having physical copies of things. So I could see why they went both. Like, I get that. Yeah. Like, and people the- like collecting and showing off their collection. You can't do that with... You know, digital. And I will admit, I'm not that guy. Mm-hmm. Here's here's the guy I am. Yeah. I'm the guy that goes in the Achievement Hunter office going, hey, DLC for Saints Row 3 came out. Guys, I want to borrow a copy of Saints Row 3. And you fuckers open your Saints Row case, and there's Mass Effect in it. And I go, okay, where's well, the Mass Effect case? And you follow this chain of games. Which I hate that, by the way. That's the yeah. word. I don't... Just put it back. Just put it back. That's how hard I, is it? Right? I just have one of those binders that has, like, a, you can put a bunch of discs oh, in. Oh, like a CD thing? Yeah, yeah, so as soon as I get an Xbox or whatever, a PlayStation yeah. game, I just, like, open it up, get the disc, throw everything else away, and just put it wow. in. So I just have one binder. I used to do that for PlayStation game. 2 games, but now I like having the boxes alphabetized because, you know, I'm a loser. I guess. <laughs> you want to display your game. Well, I worked at GameStop for a year and a half, and I kind of, like, ingrained in my head to have everything alphabetized. No, no, it's good. You can yeah. actually find stuff. My games, the games I do have on disc... I don't, because Xbox One, or Xbox 360, um, doesn't have any day one digital downloads. Not that I'm aware now, of. Now, but they're going to have that for Xbox One. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Unprofessional. That's Matt. Blame Matt. Hi, Matt. Um, but do you buy, like, collector's editions, too? Do you get, like, the no. tchotchkes and the stuff? The last collector's edition I bought was Saints Row 2. Saints Row 2? What came in that? Uh, it was, like, a steel, whatever, case. It had, like, a USB stick, some art. 40 ounces of malt liquor. Yes, <laughs> and I think like a money clip, and that's it. And a dude shows up and jumps you into the game. Yeah, uh, my favorite, my favorite thing they ever sent out was for Godfather Two, I believe it was. 
they sent out press kits of the game yeah. with brass knuckles, which were illegal in like nine oh, states. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> funny. That they sent them to. So that'd be a great collector's item to have is EA's illegal uh, shipping of arms across state yeah. lines. A lot of that stuff though is just like, oh yeah, it's an art book. It's like I don't need that. I like. I just lot, want the game. I like uh, some of the digital stuff. Like normally I'll buy collector's edition of Blizzard games if you get like a in-game yeah, yeah, yeah. or like no if it's something in game like that, that i can yeah, yeah i completely understand and that's how i am i'm the exact yeah. opposite of you i love 100 <laughs> percent digital stuff yeah. i i will i like to have like you always talk about getting a changer because you didn't want to get up right. from the couch to me that's like if i can just put every game i ever play on my console that's perfect to me yeah, no that's great that's yeah, yeah i've been doing that now recently with uh, the 3ds and obviously i'll do it with the xbox one there'll be times where it's like you know, Black Ops 2 is in my disc tray, and I don't yeah. want to get up and play something else, so it's like, I guess I'll just play Black Ops because <laughs> it's there. Yeah, uh, exactly right. And you get, you know, now you can just, like, flop to it. One of the yeah. things I liked about the one is even if you had to install a disc, you didn't need the disc to run it. Now it sounds like they're going with a compromise where the disc will serve as the check right. to make sure that you own the game, which is that's which what's like always done. Yeah. 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 You know, I mean, now you can install games to the 360, but you still have to have the disc in the drive. You hear that thing spin up, and then, and then it's like stop, that it yeah. stops because it's all from the hard drive at that point. Did you? You're playing Animal Crossing. Yeah, a little bit. Did you digital download that or yeah, buy the absolutely. cartridge? Okay, you're playing Last of Us. Yeah. Did you digitally download or buy the game? Uh, I got it sent to me. Oh, you got it sent so, to you. Yeah, I, have a you. Copy. I would have. I would have. I would have downloaded it otherwise. Mr. Fancy. So yeah, I didn't have to deal with those autosave problems because you know no one was playing when I was playing. <laughs> hey, no, um, no congestion. Can uh, can somebody grab uh, JJ? Can you grab those controllers for me? Uh, one of the things I thought would be kind of Interesting today would be watch your cord there, bud. I thought it'd be interesting today to, to since DRM is such an issue. Mm-hmm. I wanted to go over what the DRM looks like on the current gen of consoles to show you what people are thinking about. If hey, you want to pull those up, let me know. I, can, I got I got control here. Why don't we? Uh, why don't we? Here, the PlayStation one is the easiest to understand. So let me back out of this thing real quick. You gotta, yeah. Brand's got like the old school uh, like dual shock. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So here is uh, why don't you pull the PlayStation real quick? So here is the PlayStation Store. I seem to be having trouble navigating here. Is your controller connected? Yeah, it says it is. All right. So it's only going to let me confirm. I can't cancel. It can only confirm. So basically, I... It's moving forward. Great Harder. thing about the PlayStation <laughs> is got that... You, you're locked in. They offer day one digital downloads, which I love, because I don't want the disc. I don't want to lose the disc. I just yeah. want a digital download of it. And the way that uh, PlayStation handles DRM currently is that you can download and buy the game day one on your console for most games... And then you can install it, and then you can install it on a second uh, PlayStation as well. Ashley has an Xbox. I bought Last of Us, playing on my PlayStation 3. Yeah. She has an old school, like, launch one. That's like the, oh, the fat one? Like the Spider-Man. I've got that one, too. Yeah, oh, the Spider-Man. Like, the 60 yeah. yeah. 60 gig? Yeah. yeah. Backwards compatible. And so I installed it on hers and took it offline, logged myself out, and just mm-hmm. logged in as her, and I could still play my copy of Last of Us as her on her console. Okay. Offline and everything. So uh, it allows you to do two installations. And so here's what happens now. So you just go to the PlayStation Store and re-download it. But then when you go to put a third one on, it's saying an error occurred. I guess our, our PlayStation got knocked offline. Um, but what happens is when you go to download it a third time, it'll go through what's called an activating screen where it's doing something, obviously, on the server. And yeah. it says, you cannot download this title. Uh, you've already downloaded it to two PlayStation consoles already. Uh, it's not available to download on this one. So it's similar to like how Adobe does the Creative Cloud stuff. I just think it's similar to an iPod, that you get a song okay. and you can put it on so many of your devices, okay. and then once you hit the max amount of devices... It just stops you. You're done. Yeah. Yeah, you're done. Yeah, you have to deactivate all and then start over. It actually wow. used to be, uh, according to stuff I read online, it actually used to be um, five devices. And that includes uh, the handheld, the Vita, uh-huh. and the PlayStation consoles. You can do it up to five, and then they made a change a couple of years ago to, to only two. two devices. Huh. Brandon, can you just make sure we're plugged in there? I'm going to turn off the system and then turn it back on again so we can show that. Um, there, I'm killing it. I'll reload it now. Uh, so, yeah, so then they, they recently went from five to two. That's interesting. I wonder why the, the reduction. Do you think people were abusing it, maybe? I'm sure. If you could install a game, a digitally downloaded game, it's probably the day that they moved a digital one Downloads yeah, or, yeah. or plan to do it as well, which is uh, it's interesting to see the way if you look back across time, uh, like what companies are planning, you can kind of get a feel for it. I don't think it's a coincidence that EA abandoned all their online passes right before Microsoft announced the fact that they were going to have online checks for things oh, and, yeah. and a potential way for publishers to you know have a more 
standardized way to handle used games. That's basically what that boils down yeah. to. Yeah. Privacy in its, in its used games. And I think the used games issue kind of hides behind um, the, privacy, or the piracy stuff. Here, let's go to the Xbox now. Okay. And Oop. I'll turn this bad boy back on for that. Okay, so here's the way it works on the Xbox. I'm going to sign in as me <coughs> here. Looks like I'm already signed in. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to go to a game. I'm going to go to a game that I've downloaded. I'm going to go to Borderlands 2. And this is a digital download. Okay, so I downloaded this on my console at home. The way that DRM for digital download works on the Xbox 360, this is current generation Xbox, current generation. Right now. The way it works right now, current. <laughs> Thanks, Just in case people are following. <laughs> Thanks for clarifying. <laughs> um, the way it works is I have a copy of Borderlands 2 at home, digital copy, on the console that I bought it on. That means anybody who plays on that console, anybody at all, offline, online, whatever, they can play it. Anybody in my family can play it. My kids can play it. Ashley can play it. Doesn't matter. Anybody can play on that console. Could a hobo walking down the street play it? Hobo, if he has an Xbox controller and it's synced to my thing, then he can absolutely Which would be a little creepy. Yeah. But you synced. Exactly (laughs) right. That would be a little bit creepy. But the, uh, the, the thing that Xbox has different than PlayStation 3 is that you can download it on any single Xbox console, unlimited amount of times. The difference being is that after the first console, after that first one, uh, you have to be signed in. Uh, and I, I have tested it before with one of my kids. Could I be signed in? And then they just play it as themselves. And uh, there was tests we did before. We did. I didn't do that today for this. But if you look at Borderlands here, I'll give you an example of it. And JJ I, or Brandon, if you want to reach down there, and I'll tell you when to yank that thing. So uh, the network cable on the uh, xbox let me show you how it works here so you have to be online to play it okay so you have to prove that basically that you're you okay um so on a second console or third console or 20th console you have to be logged in on your xbox live profile and so what happens is let's start the game here you can see where i am in borderlands if you want to get jealous of my character there you go i'm trying trying to get an achievement right now where you uncover all the map areas in Borderlands. You know how I am about exploration yeah. and stuff. Are you excited yeah. for the new DLC next week? I'm, uh, I'm getting kind of DLC'd out. Oh, I really? Think. Yeah. What's the last one? Okay, okay so here we are. And, uh, Brandon, if you want to reach down there and yank it. So if I lose yank, my connection... Yank, yank the network on the Xbox. On the Xbox, the blue cable. And we'll lose our connection. Look at the top here. You'll see what it says. It's out. It says, disconnected from Xbox Live, reconnect to continue, 10 minutes remaining. So... On the current generation of the Xbox console, you have unlimited downloads. You can put it on however many consoles you want, but you have to be online. And essentially, the check that's in place right now is every 10 minutes. As a guy who does all digital downloads or prefers them, to move to an hour was, to me, like an improvement. I don't think many people are aware that that exists. No. And what it'll do is it'll count down. It'll say every minute, it'll pop another one of those Xbox announcements saying nine minutes remaining, eight minutes. When you get all the way down to the end, to zero... It then pops one of the square screens, and it says, uh, you have to be signed in to continue playing this game. Sign in or exit to dashboard. And so you can wait until your internet connection comes back up to do it. As I can tell you, as somebody, and I know not everybody in the world is like this. I realize that. But as somebody who plays a lot of digital downloads, I have seen, I've lost my connection. I've seen that 10-minute error probably a couple dozen times while I've been playing online games. Uh, but I've never seen before it go to, like, Five minutes even. Like, my connection just reconnects Can you still itself. play so while that's is, going? Nine minutes. Or does it, like, just stop you completely? No, I'm still playing. So okay. I have nine minutes left to play. I can save. That's kind of cool. Yeah, it I gives you time whatever. to save. Yeah. Huh. I can be really bad at sniping for the next nine minutes. <laughs> so, so if this was the console that I had bought the game on and not the one I re-downloaded on, it, w- it wouldn't matter if I got knocked offline. Yeah, okay. That wouldn't matter a bit. It might change. What is it on achievements if you're offline? There's no timestamps. It doesn't show your date, right? Right. That we, we ran into that with our flock thing. People oh, really? were checking my profile to see if I got the last achievement in Flock. I hate so we, people do that with uh, Let's Plays and yep. stuff. It's like, why? It's like, oh, man, everybody's playing Grand Theft Auto around this time. I guess that's what they're doing. It's like, well, I mean, why are you going to do that? Why, you know, you do that? That? why, why, why that? does it matter? You can't wait the extra three days or whatever to see? Well, you're ruining it for everybody else. They used to yeah. do that on Red vs. Blue as well. Mm-hmm. They would get into my games on Bungie and see, like, characters that were in it and where locations we were shooting in. That's yeah. insane. That was a lot That's of fun. That's kind of yeah, cool. Yeah, here, let me see that. Oh, so, yeah, we, we, had, we had to start using, like, secret accounts. and. Thanks, Brando. So, Brandon, let's go back to the PlayStation here. So, let's see what happens here. Now, this is me. I'm signed in on PlayStation 3. I have downloaded this on my console. I've downloaded it on uh, Ashley's console. So, I'm going to try to download Last of Us uh, right here on this new console. Have you finished it yet, by the way? I have not finished it yet. I'm pretty far into it. How do I get the fuck over on that thing? Games. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Got it. 
So it's going to give me the little blurb here that I'm not downloading the game. I'm downloading the installer and all that stuff. And I'll say, that's fine with me. I can do that. And you'll see here, next, it'll go to an activating. Activating, please wait. Okay, and I can barely read it, but it says, the place PS3 system could, could not, not be activated. Be activated. Uh, this content cannot be used. Your account already has two PS3s registered to this, act, activated this title, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, so that's it. So it's like I'm locked out. I can't do it. I have to go and use their DRM tool to uh, deactivate the thing. Like, kind of like you do with on iTunes where you deactivate an iPod. Mm-hmm. You know? well, on iTunes, the, I feel like it's, it's not very fine-tuned on iTunes. On iTunes, you deactivate every device. Yeah, start over. And it, they're usually windowed. Like, you can do that once every six months yeah. or something yeah, like that. I think that. you get five activations, and then you can, you can deactivate all of them at once. Right. Um, and, yeah, then and, I, and the Xbox has a tool like that too, where you can say, "This is my home console. Transfer all my licenses to, to the it. next mm-hmm. console I sign on to." And you can do that, I think, once every twelve months. Yeah, uh, that's really good for our games. They, uh, it helps that window recently. Isn't it six now? I think if you go through a refurb, they'll unlock it for you, okay. or they always change it. You know, mm-hmm. kind of tweak the system. Uh, yeah, I like something like this, like the Sony one, where you can, if you can specify individual units to deactivate, Instead and it's also, yeah, and it's yeah. also like the Adobe software where you can install on two different systems, and then when you want to move to another one, you go to, like, help deactivate. Yeah. And it deactivates on that one, so you can activate somewhere else. Yeah, and Nintendo supposedly has no DRM whatsoever. Really? But the uniqueness of their hardware is kind of what they're using as a way to, you know, get around DRM issues. Although, I was also reading, unfortunately, that the Wii U is the most emulated and hacked console now because of the lack of DRM, which is, like, a big kind of fuck you yeah. to somebody who's, you know, doing what everybody wants, you Yeah, know? well, that's what killed, I mean, we talk about all the time, that's what killed the Dreamcast, was when uh, mm-hmm. people figured out how to burn that bootloader, and you could play whatever, the hell play you, whatever want. you want, yep. yeah, use it as an emulator, you know, download games and play them with no problem. Yeah, it's a sad, it's a sad statement, isn't it? And uh, Miyamoto came out today, or maybe earlier this week, and said something about the Wii U and the Nintendo DRM policies, when... He essentially said something which I've always thought was an unstated thing, which was, like, Nintendo considers themselves a toy company, and they don't want to restrict access to their games because a big part of what they do long-term is that people want to go back and revisit these things that they had in their mm. youth, yeah. and they want them to be able to do that. Could be a problem with DRM issues with, you know, uh, Sony said recently they want everyone to go digital. They, they see that on the, the roadmap. Yeah. Uh, and Xbox very clearly said what they would like to do uh, on their console. And it does beg the question, like, what happens five years from now, six years from now, when, you know, a game you bought and installed needs to activate online, like those a Sega gone. Soccer Slam mm-hmm. 2 yeah. or, you know, a Halo 2 even, which got shut down online, what happens then, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, you could argue it's already happening because you can play Halo 2 campaign, but you can't play the multiplayer well, It's like that with EA, EA games. Like, the sports games are great examples. Like, after, like, two years... Like, it's just like, yeah, we're done. Just shuts it off. Yeah, we're moving so on. Just, yeah, so for, like, a lot of achievements, it's like, well, if you didn't get it, then, you know, screw And also, you. didn't they deactivate uh, the Cerberus network for Mass Effect 2? Like, now it's available to everyone. Like, you don't have to have a code to use uh, the Cerberus network so. on Mass yeah. Effect 2. I see, see, that's another thing, too. I never know how I feel about that. Like, when I read, there's a pre-order bonus. Like, for Left 4 Dead 2 was a baseball bat at GameStop yes. if you pre-ordered it. But then after a little while, everybody gets the baseball bat. Yeah. Like, after, like, six weeks, everybody gets it. You know, and it's it's kind of like it kind of takes away the whole reason to pre-order it. Not like yeah, an achievement I mean, for pre-ordering, which lasts forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got it. I, I have two things that I can lord over Gus in our video game careers. One is that I have an Xbox Live beta tester memory unit. I have one of those two now. And somebody sent you one, yeah. some jackass from the audience. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. Jerk. Appreciate it. One. But now the other thing I can lord over you is that I somehow, I, I found that you could pre-order the Xbox One in the dash. I thought, that's easy. I'll do that. Yeah. yeah, I'm an idiot. I went to Amazon. I was like, oh, okay. Just pre-order this, this right now. I'm pretty sure it'll come with an activation to get the it's achievement. Better. It's There's better. There's an achievement with the day one use. Why not just pre-order it again on the Xbox and cancel it when we get the achievement? <laughs> get the achievement? Yeah. Like, oh, you. you can't take it away. Don't say that. That's horrible. One of our, somebody we know is going to be like, fucking A. With <laughs> you having to deal with all that stuff. Um, yeah, God. I, 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 like, I'm still bitter about the zero hour achievement, so it makes me like nervous about getting this achievement, too. Explain what that is. When, so we went to the Xbox 360 launch event. Which that was in the middle of the desert, right? Yeah, it was at the, like the, uh, the, the Mojave Desert. That's pretty cool. Uh, at, uh, I think it was like at Lockheed Martin Skunk Works or something. Uh, but anyways, giant hangar out yeah. in the desert. And it was the night the Xbox 360 was coming out. They had them there, so if you pre-ordered it, you could buy it or you mm-hmm. could pick it up. 
and uh, they had stations to migrate <coughs> Xbox Live account from the original Xbox to the 360. Yeah. And when you did it, you unlocked a special achievement for Call Zero That's Hour. So cool. That was location based. You had to be there. So Bernie and I both went through the process. You know, like you download your profile, put on like a memory stick yeah. used for the Xbox 360, update it, they transfer it, they give you the new memory stick for the 360. And uh, that was supposed to unlock the achievement for you, and neither of us got it. Despite the fact we both had memory cards and we were both obviously there. And you know that we, I would have complained. We have achievements. Both of us have achievements from that night. Yep. We, we have, have, we like, have achievements from, a day before launch. From, I think mine is in Quake, and yours is in, like, Dead or Alive or Perfect something? Perfect Dark Zero. Perfect Dark Zero. And I think I left for Dead one, too. Or, uh, or we had Dead or Alive one, yeah. Yeah. So we have the achievements that yep. we played with there with that our 360 profile. That would bother me profile, for, like, ever. But we did not get the fucking Zero Hour achievement. It sucks. You know who does have it? Yeah. Ashley has it, because she was there as a frag doll. We yeah. talk. We talked to people who work at Microsoft. We're like, listen, we were there. Can you just unlock it first? And they're like, oh no, that's impossible. There's no way to do that. Frankie impossible. from Frankie from three four three has it too, and I see it all the time. I don't know why. I think he added this. You can make that your gamer pick too. Oh, and I think that was I would absolutely pick. do that. <laughs> I was like, you mother. It'd be cool if you can keep that at the top of your list. Like if you go to like, like, like my games. It. Yeah, like pin it's like, oh yeah, I played whatever, whatever. But at the top is always that, that thing. Like oh yeah, I was there. You weren't. Why are your hands all bloody? Why? Yeah. Oh, I cut my knuckle. What'd you do? I don't know. You just cut your knuckle? I just cut my knuckle. Ray, you want to talk about it? Um, <laughs> I'm really upset I didn't get that achievement. <laughs> His other hand's bloody, too. It's like, it? all, it's like crossing over. No, I'm all right. I think he's touching it. Don't yeah. die. Uh, I'll be fine. So do you think, since they have this achievement for pre-ordering the Xbox One, that they're going to start doing more special achievements that aren't just game-related? Like time-based stuff? Things well, like they've already said they're going to TV-based achievements for watching shows. Hmm. Which, I don't know. I mean, how do you feel about that? I mean, for something like that, it's like, man, I want to get this achievement and just turn it on and walk away. Yeah, I guess you would, right? I mean, I guess what if there's a quiz afterwards? Like, connect, watch it. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> oh, well, well, that's a good point. On. God, well, it, it, it could no, be, no, no. It could be like when you do an online driving test where they like throw in nonsense information and then, then, they, yeah, and then they ask you afterwards, like, what I don't know, color was Jane's dog? I'm not, I don't know how I feel about that. I, the achievement system is like. To me, is almost like the pinnacle of it. If it's not broken, don't fix it. I think yeah. individual developers could get better about the way they put out achievements. I think people put way too many multiplayer achievements way in there. Way too many. Yeah, which I think multiplayer... Ranked multiplayer. Like, yeah. if it's in custom, that's fine. But, like, ranked stuff, it's like, why? I think, why do I gotta get 100 I kills with the sniper rifle? I think multiplayer or multiplayer achievements should be, like, 10% of the achievements. You know, here's what we should do. We've talked about this a lot. Maybe on next episode of the patch, we should come up with, like... A manifesto? Like a bill of rights or whatever for achievements. Like a manifesto. A, like a manifesto. Call it. Sure, we'll call it the, the patch we get it manifesto. Scroll as well. Yeah. And we'll see if uh, we'll see if we can make some guidelines for what we think achievements. Do you think that's based. worse or collection-based achievements? Like games that just have collectibles that have no purpose, but just to be there. Okay, I just finished Far Cry Three. Um, well, finished it. I had the co-op missions left, and I played one. Didn't like that a bit. Oh, really? I've never, yeah. I've never we we did a full let's play. We found it very fun. The one with all the dogs that go after you for whatever yeah. reason, right? Yeah, that was the thing. Yeah, that was the thing. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so I got six of those to get, and then I'm done. Mm -hmm. But the cool thing about the collectibles in Far Cry 3 is the way everyone should do it, which is you can buy the locations of them. Yes, that I like. Yeah, as you go up. And it also numbers them. Like, you found letter number 20. And it's like, then if I go online, I know which uh, ones I'm missing. uh, Achievement tracking. Yeah. I I think think the first game I did was, like, the darkness one. But I know the orange box had a pop-up. Yeah. Where the, where the darkness, you had to go back to the main menu and check. Orange box is the first one I think yeah. of. But uh, Tomb Raider, did you, I don't know if you played Tomb Raider. It's also like yet. that, where you can unlock all the collectibles in an area. Yeah, you get, like, an ability, and then it, like, just shows you, like, this is amazing. You uh, just, like, mark it on the map, and there's, like, a big beam of light that's blue. And you're like, oh, it's over there, and you just pick it up. It's like, oh, that's easy. Yeah, that's but sometimes right. it's like, oh, it's kind of behind that mountain. And you yeah. You like, look at it a bit, and you're like, oh, okay, that's That's better is. than, like, having nothing at all. Yeah. You know what the thing about it is too is like you look at you both played Far Cry Three, right? Oh yeah. yeah. Single player, is that if you find some of those collectibles like the relics were the big one. Another thing they did great is there's 120 collectible relics. The achievements for finding 60. Yeah, we need to get yeah. half. That's uh, thank that's you. great. Thank, thank you, Ubisoft. You know, Especially again. because some of those are like underground, and you're like, I'm where it should be. Oh fuck, it's somewhere it's like under me. Underground like, or in a waterfall, and you're like, yeah, how? Like, where's the entrance to get here? Yeah, and you're walking around for like 15 minutes. Uh, and the other thing too is that. Uh, but there was a guy on Reddit that I loved is he posted a photo after he got the achievement or maybe it was PC. He decided to get all 120 relics because something really badass yeah. ha- must happen because you get experience and all that. And he said he posted, he goes, God damn it. It was just like, you found relic 120 of 120. That's it. And went away. He got nothing more. <laughs> said it took him hours to do it. Now, some people just like being completionist. Like, oh, I only needed 60. Well, I'm going to get the other 60 just, you know, because I have to. Where me, it's like, 
Got my achievement. Done with that. See, that? that's the way I am, too. Yeah. And, and sometimes that works against me. Like, uh, I, I can see that I kind of stopped playing Old Re- Republic, the MMO, mm-hmm. primarily because it had a storyline that ended. And I was like, okay, I guess that's that's the end. You know, like that yeah. uh, feeling of closure. Yeah. That's hard to explain. Like, that's how I feel about achievements, too. When I get it, I'm like, okay, I did that. And now that's done. And it's not going away. And I just got... On Flock, I just got my last achievement after four fucking years on that nice. game. Nice. Congratulations. Gosh, nothing better to know, you talk about saves, that when that achievement pops up, you're that done. it's never going away. Yeah. Like, like, even if your power goes out right then, the fact that you saw that, that's locked in. Mm-hmm. You know, if you lose your save or whatever, is that doesn't the, matter. Is that the biggest gap between, like, achievements and Flock, like, four years? Like, your last achievement was whenever. Yeah, 2009. Then. April of 2009 was For my me, last one. Geometry Wars won. It was 2006 and 2013. I, I wow. probably have that gap on Geometry Wars. I just don't have the second, the bookend achievement, yeah. and I'm not going back to get it. That game is, mm, it's a game. I, f- I will never feel like more of an old man than when I play Geometry Wars. I'm like, I'm just holding a controller screaming, I can't see it. <laughs> <laughs> There's too much noise. I just like, feel like. So many colors to what is going on. I don't know how people make heads or tails in that goddamn game. And Jack's really good at it, too. Yeah, he's like a savant. I mean, he's like the oldest person in the world. Yeah. But the thing about collectibles, too, like, look at the Far Cry ones. Like, you guys are talking about the caverns and all that yeah. shit. You don't know where you are. It's annoying to collect them. It must be hard as fuck to make all that stuff. Like, oh, your job is to make a cavern that goes 80 meters deep into this hill and twists and turns. And it's like, there's nothing there's in There's literally nothing in there yeah. but, like, a skeleton in the collectible. That's, That's it. it. We, plus, also, like, like, I wonder how they decide where to put those collectibles. Because, you know, we do, we talk about all the time, we do commercial work. So we get pre-release games quite frequently. One time we got like a triple A shooter that was like a big release for that year. Yeah. And it had collectibles in it. Yeah. And we're like, oh, cool. We can, we know where they are when the game yeah. finally comes out. And so we, we kind of scouted them out, looked for them all. When the final version of the game came out, they were all in totally different locations. Really? Not That's any of them were the same. Like, why would you change it? Especially uh-huh. for something like collectible. I don't know. Yeah. So, it, and so that, that made me like really wary of trying to like learn a game based on a, yeah, just wait till a pre-release out, one. Yeah. Because yeah. you, you could waste so much time doing that. So somebody speak- says online that Dead Island One made you collect only just a handful of the collectibles. Then they were like, "Nah, fuck it, Dead Island Two. They were That's rip- tied. They were like, all of them." Dead Rising One. It's like I forgot what you had to find, but uh, it was one of those collectible-based achievements, kind of like in Dead Space, where you look at it like Dead Space One. It's like, "Oh, how am I going to get that?" And then like three quarters of the way through, you got you like got it. You're like, "Oh, all right, yeah." And Dead, and Dead Island's the same thing. It's like, oh, "Okay, I got this on accident." Dead Island Two. It's like I got to look all over the place for these goddamn things. Yeah. And it's like brochures and this and that, postcards. Like why? I loved in Dead Rising, the first one. It was so Japanese, you take photos of stuff. Remember yeah, the uh, PP stickers. The PP stickers, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you had to take photos of zombies and get, like, sexy ones yeah. and funny yeah, ones. Yeah, erotic and stuff it, like yeah. that. I think that was more annoying than the seven-day survivor achievement. Look no, wait, I love, I love the photography stuff, the PP stuff. The PP stickers? Nah. I don't like that at so all. So you have the seven-day survivor yeah. achievement as well? I have every single Dead Rising game completed as of right now. Oh, wow. So you, so That's I, one of my favorite series on the Xbox, yeah. All of them are done. Dead Rising 2, I go back and I like just basically drive that Hummer through the courtyard yep. over and over again because I'm just trying to get the... 70-something thousand, yeah. Oh, is it 70? Yeah. The, uh, yeah. the in, in State of Decay, it was only 250. Yeah, I wasn't bad at all. For I'm the, happy. The number of zombies to run over? Yeah, two, you two, only two, have to run over 250. It's like you, only, you, only, you only have to kill one with the door, the car door, yeah. which I did on accident. I'm like, oh, it's only one? Okay. okay, now see, that is something I think is good for achievements. I would not have known about the door mechanic unless they made me get an achievement in it. Like yeah, they explained it the first yeah, time they get in a car. It, yeah. they say, or when there's a zombie. You know, it's easy to miss that stuff. I miss bats <laughs> in Fallout, dude. I played the first 30 minutes of, of Fallout manually aiming at people. Not yeah, Jeff played through Crackdown without knowing you could target. It's easy to miss, man. It's some, some things are easy to miss. Maybe the, not. The bad. target thing is like, really? You never hit left trigger once in the whole game? Wow. <laughs> That's impressive. You'd be, uh, you'd be the best Crackdown player in the world after yeah. that. Yeah. So, it's State of Decay. Am I, like... Am I just getting constantly sidetracked by side missions? 100% by the way. You're 100% like it? I feel like I'm spinning my wheels all the time. Like, I'm looking for materials. I'm looking for food. You feel overwhelmed in that game very easily with uh, always needing, like, materials or fuel or, like, hey, there's a feral zombie over here. Take it out. It's like, I moved my base just to move it. Yeah. For those of you not familiar with what we're talking about, State of Decay is an Xbox Live arcade game. Uh, that came out like a week ago, uh, a week or two, I think like two weeks ago. Week I think it was the, the week before E3. Yeah, yeah. And it was like yeah. basically just before World War Z and just before Last of Us came out. Yeah. Uh, and it's uh, it's an Xbox Live arcade game, but it's essentially best way to describe it, it would be a light version of Daisy. Yeah, or, uh, yeah, Daisy. Daisy. Yeah, it'd be a, a, a an easy yeah, way to like, describe that. 
resource management, and like a third-person action game, it's, zombies it, it and does, stuff, survival. It does that thing really well where it hooks you, where you're like, I don't want to play anymore. I'll just do one more mission. Yep. Like, something just pops up. Be like, okay, that was quick. I'll just do one more. Oh, I can build more bunks. Yeah, I'll, I'll get more materials. Yeah, it's what, it's what, like 10 minutes? Yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. Three hours later, it's like, well, you know, one more. In that, in that every game, that's how me collecting relics in Far Cry 3 as well. And also, the thing I liked about it, too, is that did you keep the starting character, Marcus, yep. all the way through your game? He is still alive. I'm not done yet. He's still okay. alive. Okay. God, but oh, I lost Maya, like the first yeah. moment you encounter, in the dumbest way ever. It made me so fucking mad. I only lost two people, and that's because you needed to for achievements. One needs one person needs to get torn apart, and I'm like, you, you're dead. Just walk in the middle. They got ripped in half. And the second one, you need to go out in a blaze of glory, which is pretty much cook a grenade. So I just took some random schlub, and I'm like, all right, just stand there. He gets them all, and it's like, boom. That's it. And also, so that's a better example. I would not have known that mechanic existed ever. That if you yeah. have an ar- grenade armed when you die, your character just pulls the pin and blows up all the zombies. Also, I will say I did cheat. I was well, cheat. I was with Marcus and I jumped off a rock, which I thought was like a little drop. It was like a mile, and he died. And was doing like the whole like hit A to like get up. Yeah. I'm like, I'm just gonna dashboard that. Reload the save. He was fine. <laughs> just because everything was maxed out his stats, I'm, I'm not gonna lose him. Yeah. Not this far. Can I, can I say something about that? Yeah. I fell twice. Mm-hmm. It's the overlook. That's at the opposite end of town is the church. It's the overlook. We have a, you have a spotting mission yeah, yeah. there sometimes. I did that a lot because I always didn't grab the ladder, and I just walked off and took, like, uh. monstrous damage. I'm like, I'm stupid. I fell all the way to the cliff twice I did it because mm-hmm. I had to do a second playthrough, and I was, like, even thought, oh, I remember I fell off this last time. Fuck, it, just fell again. Uh, both times my character went down, died, and it loaded, and it, but it loaded with them back in the church. Really? Like, somehow falling didn't kill the character. Interesting. But That's that weird. game is pretty unforgiving. Yeah. Like, Finch was telling me, he was doing a thing where he was searching for something, found an explosive, and it exploded, and what? he really? died. What? Yeah, that's what he said. So every time, like, you know, you can search, and then you can hold, like, left bumper to make it go faster. You can pretty does, much do everything in that game faster, and it makes more noise. So does it make noise every time you search fast? I think if you look at the mini-map, Yeah, you can see the, the, yeah, the pink. Yeah, no, yeah. no, what I'm saying is, like, they, like it, it set it up where only sometimes it makes noise. If when you search fast. But for me, every time I search fast, Well, every noise. time you search, you see the ping. But yeah. there'll be certain times where it's like, the game will tell you, like, that was oh, extremely loud. That was yeah. loud. Yeah, and then that means, like, everything. Are definitely yeah. coming. Yeah. That's horrible. That definitely penalizes you for the, the four seconds you would have saved. I'm impatient. Every time I'm like, just hurry up. I think that's what State of Decay gets really right, is that it, it does show you that it's a <laughs> slow zombie apocalypse, like a Romero-style one. That eventually it's your own goddamn impatience that's going to fuck you up. Yeah, I yep. never fast search. Like, I gave up. I did it, like, three times, and each time... You're extremely patient. Stuff came I up, and I'm like, fuck it. I can't do it. Like, first zombie in the house, I'm not going to club this one. I'm going to shoot it. Bang! Then I was like, ah, yeah. fuck. Then you're, like, then you're out of bullets, and you're, like, hammering away, and you run and out of stamina. And you're out of stamina, and you're like, I need a It's like, not now, Marcus. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do it. <laughs> I was one time running through this house. Like, I had, like, eight zombies around me, and you're just trying to, like, get to a point where you can, like carve out one of them and knock him yeah. down yeah. and I'm running and it's like it was Marcus and I'm like I'm gonna fuck it was on my second run through I'm like I'm gonna lose Marcus on this how am I gonna do this and I'm like fighting and fighting and fighting and Ashley just goes she goes why don't you just get out of there and I'm like don't help <laughs> I always had a car nearby for stuff like that uh, especially with uh, the hordes yeah I would just like get in the car run them over get them clear it and just get out and do what I was doing and that game, that game has a, I was the same way on my second run through, that game has a really interesting mechanic in it in that there's a lot of characters in the game. So mm-hmm. you can, like, pick up other survivors and things like that. If you lose a certain amount of characters, does the game, like, add more or is it, like, a set number? Because I lost the two for the achievement and then it's, like, two more appear. Like, I, okay. I think that game started off as a much bigger game, like an MMO-style game. I remember game. them and saying they wanted to do an they, MMO They brought like it way down because, did you ever get into, like, all the radio calls that you can make? Like, you can call oh, in artillery yeah. strikes, you oh, can yeah, call yeah. in snipers, yeah, yeah. and you can do calls to other survivors, you, and it yeah. picks up other pockets of survivors. Yeah, you can yeah. do calls also to search for specific resources. Yeah, yeah. I did that a lot. I got to the point where I could call for backup, and SWAT team members would show up. Yeah. The, the only thing I really used was call for a vehicle, and call for to find building material, because that was the one yeah, thing I needed. building material. All Everything. You can call for a vehicle? Yeah. I didn't know that, because vehicles get dem- demolished in that game really quickly. Yeah. Um, but uh, there's a call you can make to do survivors, and you can find them. Okay. So one of the things that drives me crazy is, like, when you're making that transition from the church to another living space, like, how far you have to fucking drive around to get there. Yep. It's like... When I, when I finally moved, I stood at the church for a very long time. Like, all the resources there were kind of just gone. But uh, there was a side mission. We got to talk to the Wilkerson's, the yeah. kind of hillbilly guys, and yeah. I completely forgot about it to the end of the game. And uh, my base was, like, bottom left-hand corner of the map. Yeah. yeah. And then they were all the way at the top right-hand corner. And some of their missions would drive back and forth, and I'm like... <sighs> I wish I had a fast travel system. I know there's cars, but I'm just lazy. 
Yeah. But, yeah, uh, I, yeah. I would look for cars that I knew were faster. It's like, yeah. oh, shit, I got car. this old pickup. Is, yeah, is that why you had to restart? Because you missed one of those side... So I was going to say, there's so many characters in the game, there's an interesting mechanic in that not all the players in the game, all the people giving you advice, you're normally saying, hey, guy, you know, yeah. why don't you look down your iron sights? And you're like, you look down it, and like, you're used to now that games teach you how to play the game through the characters in the game. This thing fucks with you. You're not, you're not supposed to listen to some of the characters. Like, there's the dude in the game who says, don't ever use cars. It's like, you should never use a car because oh, it's too dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. And if you listen to that guy, oh, I thought, oh, you've got to stay stealthy and never use a car. By the end of the game, I'm like, fuck, car, let's go. I did that Bye. for a long time, and then finally one time I was like, why am I not using the fucking cars? They're everywhere. Yeah. yeah, they're everywhere for a reason. And the Wilkerson's, there's a, uh, this is not a spoiler, there's a quest chain with them. With them, yeah. And there's a character who doesn't like the Wilkerson's and says, I don't, I, I think this is wrong, I don't think you should do business with them. And then your next conversation you have, you just go, you know what, this doesn't feel right, I don't want to do it. And so the, if you select that, just because it's, I always make the good choice mm-hmm. in a game. I won't ever make the bad choice. You make the, I make the achievement choice, there you good go. or bad. And I didn't know it until that. I, I It killed the Wilkerson's quest tree, and then I couldn't get the achievement. I was at the that. end of the game, like the point of no return, and that po- the quest didn't pop up. And I was like doing some cleanup here and there, and then literally like probably five or ten minutes before I'm like, fuck it, I'll just do a new playthrough. I got like the symbol. It's like, hey, just come here for something. And I'm like, thank Christ, that saved the whole playthrough. Really? Yeah, I'm not sure if it's time-based or I had to talk to somebody, but I was just, like, getting resources, and then the, the little oh. notification came up. Yeah, was it the Wilkerson's chain? Yeah. There's one where you have to have a bunch of ammo to do trading. Ah, so, that's probably it. I didn't have a lot of ammo. Uh, yep. Okay. And uh, th- actually, on my second run-through, I'm like, I got this chain so early in the game last time, I had already gone through, like, stuff down in the town and all this stuff. Yeah, like, I always had food and medicine and fuel, but I never had building materials, which I don't think you'll ever have a lot of building materials. And then ammo is just, like... We need those building materials for upgrades and to switch yeah. 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 So, you, so you, you, yeah, you use them right away. And then the ammo, it's like, I mean, something I, that important. I melee a lot. Yeah, I didn't recognize what the ammo symbol was for a long time. I oh, was really? like, what is that? It's oh, like, really? oh, it's bullets. bullets yeah, it's three <laughs> bullets. Well, did you know that, too, you can set up outposts based on a resource... As opposed to just outposts based on a house. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that I learned far too late. Like, for, I would have done that with building materials or right. something. And then it gives you, like, a steady chain of building materials. So it doesn't make a lot of sense. No. But when you set up an outpost and you <coughs> set traps, does it kill only hordes when they go by automatically? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, outposts, just they just help with hordes. Okay, yeah, because I said I try to set them up, like, a defensive line. Against, oh, really? like, like kind of close against, like, the rest of the town. Yeah. So whenever stuff comes by, they get blown up. That's another reason why you want to move... Uh, bases or whatever mainly for the achievement but also every time you move a base you get two more outpost things yeah mm. and you, you well it's another achievement there's an achievement to build eight so eight. you need to move twice yeah eight, eight outposts the best though have you have you finished the game no the can i give you potential like a tip sure the best base is the one that's in the warehouse in the southwest of town it's just it's that's enormous. the last one i got i haven't yeah. gone there yet yeah it's enormous so I'll, I'll they, they take you on a mission to like show you a place you could go like a sample, and you say, well, you can search for more. There's one literally down the yeah, block. Across, like yeah, I went better. to the one they there, take you to, the yeah, house with the wall and yeah, the tree there, house. There's, there's the one across block. the street that was the second one, and then, like, a few hours later, I moved to the big one. I'm like, oh, oh okay, that's I'll fine. I'll just move it in. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that does bother me about that game is it has a lot of vertical tearing. Like, oh, as you're playing, yeah. it, like... Oh, yeah, I don't notice that. Oh, constantly. It just has camera issues to me, yeah. which kill a game faster than anything else for me. It's too. It's like little things like that, but it's not... Like, it obviously didn't bother me that much because I played that game all weekend last week. When you're in the doorway of a house or one of those sheds, and you're, there's, like, three zombies <laughs> inside, and your camera's outside the shed, oh, yeah. you're like, fuck me running, dude. Yeah. And sometimes, like, I'll be inside. With, like, you have to go find a survivor. Mm-hmm. You find them. You're, like, in a garage or something. It's like, defend him. So you go outside, and you kill all the zombies. And then, like, one of them will warp through the door or yeah, through yeah. the wall. Yep. And it's in there. You're like, what the fuck? How'd you get in? <laughs> I also hate when they block the doorway. Oh, NPCs? Like- are the fucking worst. Like, you go and you rescue them, and they're like, they just stand in the doorway, like, yeah. get the fuck out yeah, of here. I might crouch and jump and roll. It's like, please move. Just please, please move. My favorite is like, I just chuck a Molotov, and if it hits a survivor, another one, they go, uh, you've lost trust. Yeah. The survivor, I'm like, I don't give yeah, a fuck, I don't care. dude. It's fine with me. You can trust that I'm going to throw a Molotov at him next time. How about that for trust? Yeah, but Undead Labs, company that made State of Decay. Hope to make another Thumbs one. up from me, man. I loved it. Yeah, it's fun. So, what happens, like, Early in the game, it's, this, this is like the first thing in the game. Yeah. You're like Marcus, and you're with your friend Ed, and Ed gets attacked, and then you go to the church, mm-hmm. and he's like sick, and you got to get the doctor. Ed, like, that never resolved for me. Oh, well, you need uh, to go. I've already moved and everything. Oh, I don't know about that. You might have interrupted it. It's possible. I don't remember anything happening. Like, he was just always around the whole time. Yeah, he's like... Ed's a character that he's you can sick. play if you, get, if you get him healthy again. He's sick, and the doctor's there. I'm like, why the fuck do we move him? 
<laughs> you just yeah, like laying I around? Hmm. Okay. I, I, know, I really don't remember. I, I know that. Uh, I know. I can tell you that for sure that uh, Ed is a playable character. Okay. If, if if you can get him healthy again. Okay. It's possible. I'll work on it. It depends on how you do it. But uh, that, that leads us into obvious discussion here about Last of Us. Yeah. Which we've we've all have you played too? I have not played. You haven't played. All right. Well, we can hear about it. You can ask I'm questions excited, about it. Yeah. yeah. So you played it before anyone else I know. You got an yeah. early copy and fucking hoarded it like a bastard. I lent, I lent it to Brandon. When? Friday. <laughs> Friday. Okay, Did you finish it? No, I lent it Thursday. Thursday. Give it to him on Thursday. One wow, day. that's impressive. Brandon, you said you played through the entire thing in like two sessions, right? Yeah, he was. Yeah, he finished it Saturday night. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That game that good? It's really good. Yeah. And uh, so it's a PlayStation 3 title exclusive. Uh, it's made by Naughty Dog. It was yeah. supposed to come out in May and then they pushed it to mid-June. Um, and then... You picked it up. I picked it up. Tell me what you think. It's awesome. I think it's uh, one of the best games I've played. I think uh, it's just a lot of fun. Like it takes, like Uncharted has a really good feel to its combat. Like the way you you handle weapons and melee, it feels like really visceral. And I feel like they translated that well to this game and mm-hmm. uh, and refined it even further. And the story's, you know, kind of a standard, up, like zombie yeah. apocalypse kind of thing with a few twists. But I thought it, I thought the voice did, acting and the animation was. Did awesome. you play the Walking Dead Xbox Live yeah. game? Do you have the same, like, emotional attachment to, what's your name, Ellie? Ellie. That, to, like, Clementine, it's, where it's like, I don't want anything bad to happen to her? It's more complex, because with Clementine, it's like a young She's like child. nine or something, It's so, like, yeah. you know, it, it's, it's not she as... she can't really defend herself. And she can't, you, you can't, you can't have as, like, it's not as complex of a, of a relationship, yeah. of course. With Ellie, who's, you know, supposed to be older, more of a teenager, like, she understands things a lot better and okay. has her own thoughts about stuff. Gotcha. Well, okay. Um, I don't think, well, it could be, potentially spoiler. Has it been um, two weeks? That's a cutoff for spoilers. It's just, it's just, it's like the the time frame of the game is different than it is in the Walking Dead game. The Walking Dead game is um, you're in the car on the highway and yeah. you, you, the it zombie outbreak starts, happens. Yeah. yeah, it's not that same time frame. I'll just say that. Okay. In yeah. fact, it's it, there's a moment in the game where it's it's you realize it's really not that. So yeah. I mean, th- um, that, I don't think that's a surprise. All the trailers have like cities in ruin with overgrowth and yeah foliage everywhere. Yeah. So you know that it's not. Like a recent thing, right? Yeah. Right. It's not, it's not, it's it's very early in the game, but it's, there's definitely some cool. There's the narrative moments. It's just, it's Naughty Dog. They yeah. make the Uncharted series, and cinematically, these games are unbelievably impressive. Mm-hmm. Unbelievably. Yeah. There's sometimes where you're like sneaking around, and like the hand-to-hand melee stuff is really crazy. Like the way you like choke people out and kill them. Yeah. People are like, saying the game's pretty like yeah. violent. Where you're like murdering someone, essentially like choking them from behind, and El- you'll just hear Ellie go, "Fuck." <laughs> Yeah, like it's like <laughs> God. There is there's so much cool little stuff <laughs> in that game. There's a leveling system for your character, really, yeah, and stuff like that. And like, but like it's, a, it's, it's, like, it's like, simplified to the point some, where it's some. not like super complex. It's like you get one resource and then you can spend it to like improve certain attributes. Yeah, and you can also improve your weapons. But it's not like you have to find a bunch of different item types. It's like you find parts. Oh, okay. And parts yeah. can be used to upgrade any weapon. You Somebody was telling me that alcohol. since you're like a normal guy, like if you aim, like aim downside or whatever. It's just like the crosshairs moving, like you have shaky hands. Is yeah. that true? Yeah, and yeah. you can reduce that with leveling. Oh, really? Yep. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I like that. Like, and you're not really a normal dude. He's a pretty rough dude. Plus, you don't shoot very much. Yeah. Because no. ammo is fucking tough to find. And I, 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 I use my hands constantly. Well, maybe I'm just uh, biased as being a primarily a Xbox 360 gamer. Why in the heck don't PlayStation games use the triggers for shooting? Why do they use the buttons? Because the triggers are pressure sensitive and the buttons are digital. Okay. But so are the triggers on Xbox, aren't they? I mean... They're pressure sensitive. No, I think they're digital. They are? Like on or off and yeah. that's it? Yeah. I always said if you pulled it more, you got more of a response. I don't think so. Okay, yeah, because to aim, you use the left. L1. L1, thank you. And then you use R1. Yeah. To yeah. Shoot. Oh, that would it's throw me R1. Off. I'm learning this. L1. R1. L1, R1. Yeah, L1. Thank you. Yeah, my buttons. Right now. L1, L2. And R1, the sticks R2. are R1 and L1. R3 and R3. Yeah, three. Fuck it. It's right in my head. But the other thing I learned too about the PlayStation this week with the. Uh, we talked about bad timing before. They they put the update out today. That, yeah, and it bricks systems. Did it brick them? Or th- That's what people are saying. It made them unresponsive. Yeah. Like, you have to boot them in safe mode or something. Like a, brick. Like a whole thing, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you but, can still boot them in safe mode. A brick, like, you can't even do that. So what's safe mode? It's like a mode where it does it just, like, loads the very core functionality. Okay. So you can at least get it back to apply an update. I, I think, I I think they took that update down, though. Like, yeah, they did. They did. Yeah. they did. yeah, but it's, like, one of those things It's like, you know... Um, I, listen, I know people get really passionate about this stuff, and that's part of what I love about being a gamer is, like, we're very much about winning and losing, right? And that's the vernacular that people mm-hmm. use. That's their vocabulary. Mm-hmm. And so when, when you come out of E3, they who won? It's like, what do you mean who, who won? The gamers yeah. did. Yeah. 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 yeah, but it is always the thing of, like, who won? Who won this conference, you know? And it's like there's not a lot of industries where you get that kind of talk. 
And but clearly, PlayStation and Sony had a huge upswing and a Absolutely. massive amount of momentum. And mm-hmm. it's like it just shows its timing of like they have the the autosave issue on a huge first party title, and then they have the the, the update today, which which breaks yes. things. Yeah. You know, they work quick. But it always it will show. I think Xbox made a good move because people's memories are short. I never thought if you told me two or three years ago that Sony, the inventor of the root kit, would be seen as a DRM. You know, Angel, I would be amazed by that. There was a couple years ago where Sony was like the devil for DRM. Yeah. Because they would install a rootkit on your computer. Really? When you ran a CD on it. and it would An audio like, CD. And it would re- inform Sony of your listening habits. And you couldn't uninstall this thing. And then people found backdoors in your system through the rootkit. And they were, like, exploiting your system. It was a major deal for Sony. That was a long time. That was, like, 2000? Was it? 2001? The, the root kit issue? I'll look it up. Yeah, find it was, out. It was a long time ago. Did you, uh, do you play the multiplayer of The Last of Us at all? No, because <laughs> my... The copy I got, yeah. the coupon to, for online multiplayer activation, did not become active until Friday the 14th, the day <laughs> the game came out. So I would try to redeem the code yeah. to play, and I couldn't play. So uh, since I, I lent it to Brandon, I just got it back. I heard it was uh, actually really, really good, like not it, tacked on or anything like that. Yeah, it's supposed to be like different factions of survivors fighting for resources, what uh, I believe I've heard. I saw a post on Reddit. It was like being outnumbered in games, like the top image was like Frank West and Dead Rising, screen full of zombies, it's like, oh, I can do this. And then for Last of Us, it's like, oh, shit, there's two of them. Yeah. Yeah, there's sometimes, they're like, there's different types of enemies, and there's some where you cannot kill them with melee alone. You have okay. to have, like, an improved, you have to have a melee weapon or a gun to kill them. If really? you just have your bare hands, you cannot. There's, there's, like, human enemies, and then, like, the zombies or monsters or whatever, right? Yeah. There is. I was having, probably because I played State of Decay, mm-hmm. probably because I saw World War Z, uh, two weeks ago. In fact, if the embargo's up, I can talk about that now. Um, but uh, I was having trouble, I admit, getting into Last of Us. I was mm-hmm. having a little bit of trouble uh, getting involved with it. And uh, there was, I, but I stuck with it because it was like, it was great. I have a, one thing, if I have one complaint about Naughty Dog games, Uncharted and Last of Us, is that like, it's a lot like Gears of War, where like you walk into a room, it's like, oh, there's a bunch of waist high walls yeah. in this room. I guess I'm it's about very to, convenient. I bet I guess I'm about to get to fight, and you get that kind of repetitive feeling just based on the environment. Uh, they do a, a better job of it in uh, Last of Us, but I still feel it. But I was having those feelings and all this stuff. But there was a moment, and I really can't talk about it. It's uh, don't worry, no one's listening. It's our, yeah, it's when you're uh, on the move, and there's a moment with. Uh, I'll just say this for people who have played it. Uh, don't, don't want to leave you guys out of the conversation. There's a moment with a booby trap. Okay. And, yeah. With Joel. Yeah. And it was fucking crazy and awesome. Yeah. And I, I just, I had, I thought it was awesome. Yeah, that's a, that was a, I wish, yeah, I guess they, they only do that once. That's a really cool it was mechanic really, and idea. It was really is, it a, cool. is it a scripted thing or can you like avoid it? What's that? Is it a scripted thing or can uh, you it's avoid scripted. it? Okay. Yeah, I would say it's scripted. I don't want to give away too much okay. for a really cool title like this. But it's, a, it's like, is it it's very game? early in the game. Very yeah. early in the it's game. super early. Yeah. It's probably within the first like two hours. Yeah. We're getting close to wrapping up here. We've got about two minutes left. Since we're on topic of zombies, if this is a zombie-related patch, um, uh, World War Z, I'm going to talk about a movie a little bit based right. on our gaming conversation. So have you guys read the books? I have not. Read the I, books? I did. So I saw, I saw the movie, and it's just like, you know, it's a, it's a good movie. What, something that really surprised me about it, though, is that it's a PG-13 movie, and mm. I didn't know that. It's hard to make a zombie movie that's PG-13. There's a I, lot of death happen off camera. Like, oh, no, that's terrible over there. It's like implied, <laughs> implied zombieism, you know? But they do some pretty like like horrific stuff without being like overly violent or yeah. yeah graphic. There you go, and uh, so but I can say that like I have made comments about it being vastly different from the book. It really is. Uh, everyone I saw it with really enjoyed it a whole lot. I enjoyed it pretty much, but it's only because I, as much as I wanted to divest myself from having read the book, I just couldn't do it. And I, they got close to some things, and I'm like, oh, this is. This is cool, and it's just like in the book, or it could be interpreted from this in the book, and then it just took a right turn. So, so me not reading the book will I enjoy the movie more? You are better off. Okay. You are better off. And then read the book afterwards. Yeah, I see. I, 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 mean, like, you, I think you had a tweet about it. I've seen people in public like reading the book. Like, I feel like they're trying to get ready for the movie. And I've, I've heard it's nothing like. Yeah, yeah. They all want to be the Game of Thrones snobs now who are like, oh, I've read the book. Got, so. I'm up to the point in the books where Theon Greyjoy has gotten back to Pike. Gotten so, back to Pike. So I'm okay. in Clash of Kings. Okay. Season two, essentially. I'm all cut up now. So, do you want to talk about that? Maybe next time. Well, do you want to talk about the next time with Game of Thrones? Sure. We are uh, planning to get the Game of Thrones spoiler cast. We've got it on the production calendar. Yeah, where we will talk about all three seasons of Game of Thrones. It's a big spoiler cast. People yeah, are excited for it. Going that. from the beginning up until the most watch recent that damn season. Show. Yeah, so that'll be, you should check the site for that. That'll be coming very, 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 very soon. We promise. And we hope that'll start a, well, maybe a regular 
edition of podcasts that are spoiler casts on a regular basis for yeah. different things. I think, you know, summer makes sense. You know, a lot of big summer movies and stuff like that. that that's potential to talk about. In fact, we'd like to hear from you guys. Like, what is the amount of time that you'd like to go that accounts for a spoiler cast? Do you want to go... You know, is four weeks enough? Is three weeks enough? Like, what do you think is an, a normal time? So you guys can tweet us or write to us and let yeah. us know what you think is an appropriate amount of time before we cover something um, for a spoiler cast. Well, I think we can just that. put it out there that people can either optionally listen in or not listen in. Yeah. Dude, somebody tweeted me 17 seconds ago, you're not talking about games anymore. I just, I know. We talked about a movie for okay, a second. Okay, fine. Thank you, asshole. Stop. We're going to end the podcast now because of you. Which is it's not, it's not, not because of you. It's games. not because of you. It is because of you. All right, you should so be ashamed of yourself. Thanks, everyone, for watching or listening. We'll be back next week, and uh, we'll see you then. Bye, Bye everybody.